for the moment, you are a big college football fan. And of course, if you're a Florida fan, you want your school to win. You want your league to be good. You want your league to make lots of money, right? I mean, I don't think anybody has an issue with that. But is it good for college football? I say it's not. Look what's happening around the fringes of college football. The Pac-12 may just go away. Think about that. An entire league may disintegrate because there is apparently zero interest from bidders to take their product. Only ESPN's involved in this, and otherwise it's sort of fringy, you know, Apple TV type of stuff, okay? There's a report out that the Big 12 has contacted four schools in the Pac-12 about joining their league, and the Big 12 has been open about expansion. The report says they've contacted Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah to join the league. Interesting, Oregon's not part of that. But, again, I digress. There's, I said this three years ago, and I'm going to say it again. There are going to be super conferences. The good old ACC, I reported on this last week. FSU's president, Clemson's president, have come out and said, hey, this contract we're in now ain't working. They will lose $30 million a year compared to the SEC's contract. Their contract runs a long time. So if you think about the length of the contract, right, $30 million a year, that contract doesn't end till 2036. So maybe Ellie is better at math than me. $30 million a year times 13. That's the amount of money the ACC would lose compared to the SEC. How are they going to compete? How are they going to compete? So today, as you call in, after Sean is here, is this good or bad for football? Is this good or bad for college sports? Because there's going to be, there's going to be super conferences. But I want your thoughts. Also, Nick Saban's not a happy guy today because Nick might not get his way when the SEC gets Texas and Oklahoma into the league. He is upset because he doesn't like a possible proposed rivals for him. There's talk 
they would have Auburn, LSU, and Tennessee. Now, that's pretty tough. Auburn, you have to have. Like, like Florida's got to have Georgia. they got to have Auburn. And I get that Alabama and Tennessee have played every year. And look, Tennessee was terrible for a long time, but they're pretty good now. And look, 10 years from now, this could be a totally different landscape, right? But I get his point. What he's saying is, give me a cupcake in there. Give me something. Give me Missouri. Give me something, right? We'll see. And that is going to be part of the problem the league is going to have in terms of balancing rivalries. Because look, if you're going to preserve a rivalry in that case, Florida LSU, I mean, I'm sorry, Alabama LSU is a rivalry. They play in the West. Alabama Auburn, no brainer. Okay. Well, Alabama Tennessee's been they've been playing that game forever. Well, you know what? They used to play Florida Auburn, too. Guess where that game went? In the toilet. So if if they don't play Tennessee every year, is anybody going to really be upset? You. If you want change, if you want to make this work, some of those things, good or bad, have to go away. You, you cannot possibly keep all of the rivalries if you're going to make it even. And again, this is going to change in, you know, what, what if Tennessee tanks again? Well, then that's going to look like a pretty good, yeah, we want Tennessee. Well, now you don't, and I get that. Uh, I thought I mentioned this yesterday, but I'm happy for Charlie Strong. I just talked to him the other day. It looks like he's going to go back and work with Nick Saban in Alabama. He was there before. Um, He was not given a shot, even though he was on the Miami staff, to be the defensive coordinator there. Uh, And uh, so there. So there's also a great column on CBSSports.com today. Dennis Dodd is a frequent guest of our show, uh, and it, is, it says, what's the Pac-12 actually selling? Ratings without USC, UCLA explain league's struggle to land a rights deal. Read it. It's really good. And then later on today, apparently Anthony Richardson is crushing it at the Combine. And he's not doing it with a football in his hands. He's doing it with his head. Because this is the interview process that these guys go through. And apparently, he has impressed people, scouts, executives, with his knowledge of the game, etc. What's been the big knock on Anthony Richardson? I cannot understand and I will not understand why there are people who don't want this kid to succeed. Because if if you can give me a reason in about a half an hour from now, pick up a phone and convince me. You never will, but you can can try. Here's what I hear. Uh, He didn't do anything here. He didn't didn't help us. Okay. So, So now you're not, because of that, you don't want him to succeed. Well, there's a lot of play. How about any defensive player at Florida? 
What the hell did the defense do for Florida last couple, last two or three years? It was awful. It was like school record awful. So you're going to say the same thing about guys like that? You don't want Gravon Dexter or something like that to succeed because he was on a defense that was extraordinarily bad? If he does well in the NFL, every time he's introduced, he's from Florida. That helps Florida, doesn't it? Okay. 12-13, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Welcome to a Friday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. Elliot, pressing the buttons today, making sure all is well. The voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, will be my guest live in studio. He'll be here in about uh, 10 minutes or so. Call up uh, and talk about whatever you want with him. He'll be here for a couple of segments live today. Man, do we have things to talk about today. And they're, they're kind of global issues here. I want to get your thoughts about. All right. Let's assume. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Lauren Halpern. In Gator Sports, the men's basketball team will take on LSU Tigers in the Exact Tech Arena Saturday night for Florida Senior Night. Tip-off is set for six. Find coverage right here beginning at 5.30. The Florida baseball team will take on number 22 Miami at home tonight through Sunday for a three-game series. Tonight's game is set for 6.30. Find coverage right here beginning at 6.25. Florida Gators softball will travel to Birmingham, Alabama for their three-game series tonight through Sunday against UAB at Mary Bowers Field. Tonight's game is set for 7. The number two Florida gymnastics team will take on number one Oklahoma tonight at 9 in Norman, Oklahoma for the nation's top dual meet of 2023. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Lauren Halpern. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You know, any charity that helps kids is a good one, isn't it? Well, the Road Heaver Boys Ranch does that. They're in Palatka. And they've been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for a long time now. How do they do it? With your help. They need your unwanted or unused cars, trucks, any kind of vehicle. And you donate them, they get them, and these boys fix them up and resell them. They learn real-life skill. And that is a really cool thing. And remember... When you donate these vehicles, your donations are tax-deductible. So please consider donating that vehicle of yours, the one you don't want, to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch, and it really helps these kids, and it goes a long way to helping the charity as well. To find out more, you can Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. Your blues are almost behind us, and we can't wait to get out of the house and be more active. That sounds great, but your achy joints don't agree. 
Time to do something about that. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Stop with the steroids, with the possible surgery chatter. There's a better way to get lasting relief. It's QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. This exciting approach uses healing properties from your own body, highly concentrated and then placed directly in your achy joint. It can restore and repair that damaged tissue and get you moving again without pain. Knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, the patient satisfaction reports are incredible and no downtime. The old ways of dealing with joint pain are no longer the only ways. If they're telling you you need surgery, do yourself a favor and call QC Kinetics. Learn more about this wildly popular all-natural alternative way to get lasting pain relief with no surgery, no drugs. The call is free. The consultation is free. 352-400-4550. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Hi, I'm Maria Youngblood, an attorney at Melden Law and graduate from the University of Florida. Everybody knows that Melden Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, but since we first opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner of Gainesville and North Central Florida. Melden Law is there through all kinds of weather with offices in Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Learn more at MeldenLaw.com. Again, that's MeldenLaw.com. Melden Law, we won't back down. When it comes to taking care of your acreage, don't mess around. Toro zero-turn mowers cut big yards down to size in less time, so you can spend more time hunting, fishing, or just enjoying the day. Built with comfort-enhancing, productivity-boosting features like MyRide suspension that takes the ache out of acreage, massive rear-drive tires for ultimate traction, and ultra-durable iron-forged cutting decks you can rely on for years to come. Bowl through anything that dares get in your way. Toro, count on it. Visit toro.com slash zero-turn to find yours. Bedtime is rough, even for Peanut. That's why people will try anything to fall asleep. Headstands before bed, even blowing bubbles. But Ashley has a trick that works every time. A new Tempur-Pedic mattress. It adapts to your body's needs to help you fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. You'll wake up feeling refreshed every day. Even Peanut agrees. So ditch the wacky bedtime rituals. Head to Ashley to take home a Tempur-Pedic today. 20 years is a long time and Gators Dockside is celebrating their 20th anniversary in style on March 9th. Make plans to be at Gators Dockside in Gainesville from open to close March 9th as we roll back the prices to 2003. $4.99 10-pack of wings. Draft beer is only $1.50 and we'll answer the question, how many wings can you eat in under 5 minutes? You can win free wings for a year. Games, prizes, a live DJ. It's all at Gators Dockside 20th anniversary celebration March 9th. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Always a pleasure to have the voice of the Gators in the house, Sean Kelly. He's here. Call him up. Email. Talk sports. That's what he's here for. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Let's start different place today. Baseball. Uh, big series coming up with Miami. Sean, I think this is – it's kind of like softball. You know, their schedule at the beginning was, you know, okay – well, good or bad, they, they went out west and they played better. Comp- I think it's a good time for Florida to play Miami now. Do you? Yes, you're 10 in. Um, 
it's the perfect time. You know, you can start to see the SEC schedule. It's not here yet, um, but it's looming. It's at the end of this homestand, a 13-game homestand, so the timing's right. I don't know if you've been outside in the last hour. Um, the the wind is not for the faint of heart right now with yes. regard to fly balls. Yes. So um, we'll see how that goes. I, I, I haven't done enough studying on Miami just yet, although I know that they also are coming in having dropped the midweek game. So, look, I'm, 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 I'm eager to see our guy, the weekend rotation again, uh, that they've settled in now a couple outings. So, no, the, all is good, and I think that Sully was right on Wednesday night after losing to Jacksonville that the last piece of the puzzle here is to find consistency for, the, as he calls them, the bridge, the gap guys. How do I get from my starter to Neely? Uh, and those involve a lot of the guys that we see pitch midweek. So um, that's the last piece of the puzzle. Everything else looks pretty darn good right now. You know, in, in big league baseball, if you have a problem like that, you've got 162 to figure it out. You do. Right? Obviously less here. So I guess on the concern meter, yeah, small, medium, large, two, two out of ten. Okay, small. Uh, just just <laughs> because, yeah, small. Just because time of year, um, you know, we won't have two midweek games much longer after maybe maybe even what after next week is I it Florida so. Atlantic next week? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and the auditions will have come to a close <laughs> pretty quickly here. Now look, just like last year. Injuries are going to play a role here. Guys are going to be involved later that aren't involved early. But the guys that O'Sullivan's going to trust on the weekend, and that's most important here, he'll have a pretty good handle on that. We'll all have a pretty good handle on that here in the next two weeks. So at 8-2, and two, um, I, I, I don't have a big concern at the moment. You know, obviously, I'm looking just like we all are. Let's get that last piece figured out. Let's have some trust there in those in those arms, and you still want a guy that's going to win you a midweek game. Let's not forget, you've got Florida State midweek twice. You know, you've got there, – there are others. Florida Atlantic is going to be no slouch, by the way. They beat Miami. They beat Miami. Yep. So, look, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, slight concern at this point. If this is going on, you know, later in the month of March toward April, yeah, then I'm that, – that meter goes up, obviously. Um, a lot of uh, – what's the word I want to use? Not intrigue, but – I love what what Todd Golden is trying to do with his team. I think he's coaching his rear end off in the sense of he's not afraid to try things, right? He had Fudge the other night playing a little bit in the middle. Mm -hmm. He's tried different things, and I thought they played pretty well the other night. LSU is not playing well now. But, Sean, if they go 9-9 and in the league, wouldn't the NIT at least invite them? Or do you think that's still up in the air? Yes. Yes. One, Florida's a brand. Let's not forget that. Um, I think the question will be, let's say they win tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, yes, I think you're NIT bound. Whether you host or not is, a, is a, up for grabs. Agreed. Um, and I think it may take a win on Thursday in the tournament against whomever. Uh, it is going to be a wild day in the conference tomorrow. Um, as far as, we won't know the seating other than one and two probably until late tomorrow night. But. Yep. So depending on who you play and, and whatnot. So I think a win Saturday, you're NIT bound. A win Saturday and a win on Thursday, you're most likely hosting right around March 15th there. So, yeah, I, I think that I said to you early in the season, it's going to take at least 10 wins in the league to get into the NCAA tournament. 
maybe even 11 to see how it stacks out. 9-9 nine and nine was the mark last year. 9-9 nine and nine is what you're hoping for this year. Nobody's thrilled with that. Don't get me wrong, but I'm in agreement with you. I think they're, when you look at the, the hand that Golden was dealt here and then on top of that the injury to Castleton, 9-9 nine and nine feels like you, you got the car into the garage, you know. It didn't completely fall apart on the street coming up to the house. Um, and so, and it gives you, look, if you do that, you've won two games this week. You feel pretty good. You go to the Thursday SEC tournament. I, you know, we've all been around conference tournaments long enough. Anything can happen. Um, yeah, you're going to feel better about things. And, you know, uh, recruiting visit on tap coming up here. You, I just, yes, we'll see what the portal presents. I asked Golden last night on Gator Talk, I said, Got to refresh my memory here. Transfer portal for basketball is what? You know, we're all tuned into football's window, right? It's basically March 13th and then two months following that. So even though a lot of teams will be playing still, obviously, um, you'll start to see some activity. We'll know, we'll know more in the next 60 to 70 days about that. Sean's here. Time to talk some sports. Email us, call us, 392-8255. And again, you can email. Just sports. Can we talk about anything? Okay, sure. Okay, all right. You don't want to limit us here today. <laughs> no. Uh, and you can email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, one more basketball thing. Yeah. Let's, let's look at this from a conference standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, the surprise team to me a bit has been Missouri in the sense of, totally changed their style you know mark wise makes a great point it's if you've coached nobody wants to get beat by 30 nobody but when you rely on three balls when you rely on that and you ain't hitting and the other team is you might get beat by 30 oh yeah. But they're willing to do that yeah when when by when by the three or die by the three yeah yes. and i i think that takes some What's put it do? Yeah, it's interesting. What Missouri's done here down the stretch, what Vanderbilt has done down the stretch, has. when I talk about the chaos of tomorrow where we don't know where these teams are going to fall, it's those two teams that are kind of messing things up yeah. with regard to all of us had this slotted a week ago. Isn't it interesting um, that we've had a number of first-year head coaches this year in the SEC? Not necessarily first-year head coach, first-year at their new program. Right. Let's, let's, let's qualify that. Yep. Todd Golden is six and zero against those in the same category. Chance to go seven and zero tomorrow. I, yes, how about that? Dennis Gates is doing what he's doing with Missouri right now, and how they look going down the stretch. Um, and sh- sure enough, those were two of the hottest names in the coaching carousel this time a year ago. Mm-hmm. Golden and Gates. Mm-hmm. So that's played out pretty well. That's played out as as one would have expected when those names were hot, quote-unquote, going into the cycle last year. So I, I find that entertaining in a lot of ways. Uh, I'm glad Florida caught Missouri when they did, um, and, I, and I think that they'll avoid Missouri in Thursday's round of games. I, you know, Florida's going to end up here, it looks like 8, 9, or 10. So this is, um, this is one of those deals that coaches and players don't talk about, but we do, right? So... If you're in the 8-9 game, do you feel better about your world because you're not 10? I mean, is 8 or 9 better than 10? Maybe, perception-wise. But then again, if you're in the 8-9 game and you win on Thursday, guess who you get on Friday? Right. Probably Alabama because that's that side of the bracket. Yeah. So 
look, I, I want Florida to win tomorrow, get the ninth win, be 500 in the league. Whether that means 8, 9, or 10, if it's 10, I'm okay with that. You know, potential matchup with A&M, maybe even Auburn. Who knows? Um, so we'll see how it plays out from there. Take a break. Come back. 1227. Time check brought to you by Hayes. Generally, Sean here. One more segment with us. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. It's an unprecedented diamond buying opportunity at International Diamond Center this weekend only. IDC is opening the vault with the largest selection of hand-picked diamonds ever seen here. And you can buy like a dealer buys. Choose from thousands of GIA and Forevermark diamonds. These are the best of the best. Certified by the world's top gem labs. Ethically sourced and hand-selected for remarkable brilliance. Rare, precious diamonds at prices never seen before. Rounds, princess cuts, emerald cuts, cushion cuts, ovals from 1 carat to 20 carat diamonds. All on sale. It's IDC's largest and most aggressive public diamond buying event ever. And if that wasn't enough, we're offering long-term zero interest financing on any diamond purchase. Plus, for these three days, you get extra savings and incentives on all engagement ring mounting, including the entire collections from both Takori and Viraggio. Don't miss this amazing opportunity, an open-to-the-public multi-million dollar diamond buying event this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only, and only at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Like any good agent, we're here for the open house, for the closing, for handing over keys. But because we're Realtors, we're here for so much more. Agents who are Realtors volunteer at nearly three times the national average. We're working to broaden access to credit, increase affordable housing supply, and ensure fair housing for all. And Realtors are bound by a code of ethics. We're here for it all. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. And every night, they have different specials. But you don't need to wait for nighttime to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock. Check out their delicious menu at thesocialgnv.com and follow them on social media to see the latest specials. Come get Social at The Social at Midtown. Let's hit the road and discover the fun and freedom of RV travel at the Ocala RV Show. Thursday, March 2nd through Sunday the 5th at the Florida Horse Park, just south of Ocala. Hundreds of 2023 RVs on display from all the area RV dealers and register to win gift cards daily. Adults $5, kids free. Thursday, buy one admission, get one free. And military and first responders get $2 off every day. Let's hit the road to fun and freedom at the Ocala RV Show at the Florida Horse Park. Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. 
A wind advisory has been issued for our area. Gusts to 40 miles an hour possible this afternoon. Partly cloudy skies with highs in the mid-80s. Tonight, increasing cloudiness as a front approaches from the west. Scattered thunderstorms expected early tomorrow morning. And a few of those thunderstorms could be strong, especially north of the I-10 corridor. On and off showers tomorrow afternoon. Highs in the upper 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. You have dogs Nah, how many dogs? No, the reason I asked is because I was happened to be looking through my phone. Dog was literally licking a baby's face. And, oh, that's so cute. I'm the J. You know what a dog's That's the problem with you. Well, until I recognized that the baby was like six weeks old. The baby's like going to be immune to disease that for the rest like of the year old. Dog's mouths are cleanest thing on earth. Yeah, like, whatever. Key, J, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. From the diamond to the dugout, we are your home for Florida Gator baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gator. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And Billy Joel on the rejoin, that's my guy. Is it? This song, I, you know, in our in our yearbook, my senior year of high school, yeah. seniors get to have quotes, right? I quoted this song as a part. So here, I mean, how about that for producing? That is very nice, Elliot. Very nice. nice. Like, like, he knew he that. He had no idea. Yeah. yeah. And he's going. He's laughing. Yeah. We didn't start the fire, Elliot. It's okay. Um, <laughs> Sean's here. One more segment. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email S Russell at wif dot com. Uh, Stephen, Sean, is it more important for Golden to get good big men or guards for his offensive philosophy? If he had to be better at one or the other, he said last night on Gator Talk. We talked about this actually. Um, one of his first priorities he's got to get front court depth, uh, and, and obviously with Castleton leaving, Jatobo's uh, ending his fourth year. Um, so last night, I think he said front court depth. Now, I'll speak for him. I, I, I know he wants more shooters. Um, look, Will Richard is ra- rounding into a foundational player for this program. Riley Kugel, th- these are Golden's words last night, will play in the NBA. And I'm starting not to doubt him whenever he brings that up. So you've got those two guys on the wings. Uh, playmaking point guard certainly would obviously be a need. But he mentioned specifically last night front court depth. Another place I think, if you'd agree, is length. Shouldn't doesn't Florida need to be a little have a little more length as well? Actually, I thought from the start this was a pretty long team. When you factor Fudge in there, he's seven six on his wingspan. Riley's pretty long. Will's pretty long. Uh, yeah, I mean front court depth would help with that. I I don't think they're lacking as much as one would think in that department. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right, call us up, talk a little sports here three nine two eight two five five. You can email s russell at wruf dot com. Uh, Vic wants to know if you enjoyed your baseball broadcast. I did. I really did. Um, it was great. You and Jeff were in the other booth. I had Nick with me. Um, I love baseball. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. So part of my issue the other night was a new partner, which Nick made it super easy. The other was, unlike MLB or some of the other stuff I've been doing, you know how, and, and you know what I'm talking about here, you have this mountain of material in front of you and a laptop and all that. And for me, a lot of it was getting back in the groove of how do I find this? Or I want this number. I need this kid split versus right or left. 
Uh, and so I was kind of thumbing through a lot of that stuff the other night. Otherwise, yeah, hard to watch 11 walks and three guys get by a pitch. Let's, let's not, you know, dwell on that. that. Yeah. But still, it was, it was great. Um, and I can't wait for this weekend. Here's the, here's the term I heard this morning over across the street at UAA. We're going to find out on Saturday, weather permitting, we're going to find out actually how many people we can put into that ballpark. That's the kind of crowd baseball is going to draw this week. It starts tonight, tomorrow, and then Sunday. But Saturday, if weather cooperates, please, please, please. Um, yeah, they're going, to, they're going to find out how many bodies they can fit in the Condor ballpark. And I cannot remember a week when potentially we could have two games affected so much by wind. Yes. Well, you know better than I do. You guys saw it in Jacksonville on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, in today, one week. Now, word is, and much smarter people than I will either refute or agree, <laughs> the wind is supposed to die down around 6 tonight. Oh, good. Okay. Lay down a little bit. I mean, it's whipping out there right now, but we'll see. Okay. Yeah. It's going to call here. Jim, welcome. Yes, Steve. How are you today? Good. Thank you, sir. Great. Great. Uh, I know our relief pitching is leaving a lot to be desired. I know you've coached, and I have others too. We used to carry a football around when the kid fumbled a lot. Maybe if they carry a home plate around to classes for a while, <laughs> uh, they can they can find it. <laughs> well, I, so maybe I, it'll be they are they're having some issues, and I know Sully tells them, look, most of those guys you face don't hit three hundred. I mean, throw strikes, let the guys catch it. So maybe we'll catch on after a while. Yeah, I, I think it'll happen. Boy, I, I've been doing this a long time. I've never heard that idea proposed. Um, that would be an interesting look across campus here. <laughs> Wouldn't that? Um, yeah. Look, yeah. couple. Yeah, no, I think it's. I think it's pretty funny. And Sully made a good point the other night. Hey, look, we feel pretty well around here. Let's put it across the plate and let our defense do their thing. What was it? Nine seventy-seven the other night going into the game. Yes. Fielding percentage nine seventy-seven. That, yes. That that that'll be up there. You know, this year you're sitting on what six, seven errors on the year. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, throw it across. And doesn't it sound easy? <laughs> and the crazy yeah. thing is this: whether it be fall ball or preseason work, all these guys uh, have faced more powerful hitters in our own building than they're facing right now in our opponents. That'll change. Um, it'll even out a little bit more. But look, Slater's been reliable. Um, who didn't he use the other night that he said he was one to save the weekend? Fisher. Yeah, Kate Fisher. Yeah, yeah. Kate. So, it, there, it's there. And and look, Cleet Hartsog the other night, mm, the inning he threw was pretty unbelievable as well. So, you take away that sixth inning. Um, but yeah, no, we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens. Yes, yes. Look at it. Thanks a lot. Yep. Thanks thank a lot, you. Guys. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, we're looking at it with a bit of a jaundiced eye a little bit at times. Yeah, yeah. And and I think too, what we're seeing here is fans. Understanding that in Sully's time here, his pitchers have been pretty good, and they've thrown strikes for the most part. So when you're seeing an, an early struggle like this, it's it's very uncharacteristic. But I do think, and I know for those who just tuned in, I asked Sean this, and he said his concern level was two, meaning one is the least concerned and ten is the most concerned. I'm a little bit more concerned, but not much, because of a track record. I know what Sully does with pitchers. He'll find somebody. And look, even in the, you have big league, right? You know one year in the big leagues, you can win 20 games. Next year, you can win eight. Well, sure. It, it just happens sometimes. Yes. Right? 
We're talking about two bad innings right now yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Yes. Two. Two. Yes. The ninth against South Florida, the sixth the other night against Jacksonville. Yes. So um, that's why the concern level is at two. Yep. <laughs> um, Larry wanted to know, um, this is kind of a long hair, basically said, uh, in now doing your third sport, uh, what's been the highlight for you so far in your new job? Oh, wow. Good question. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure you can answer that in one sentence, but... I'm not so sure I can. I don't even know if I have an answer yet. I, the highlight has been what I've learned about Florida and and this venue, the venues here and, and the fan base and getting to know these kids a little bit, too. They're not kids. They're young, they're young men for the most part. Um, so, no, I mean, I mean, obviously, it's hard to beat coming out of the gate with the Utah game in football. Hey, Sean, here's your first game. By the way, we won't decide it until like six seconds to go, okay? And Florida <laughs> will win. That's pretty hard to beat. That is. Um, you know, Colin Castleton, uh, what he showed me just as a fan, what he showed me this year and getting to be a part of his journey. And, and now with baseball, man, I just, you know, last weekend I got to go on Sunday, and I, I will rarely get to do this, but on Sunday I got to go as a fan. So you call, you're calling the game. I'm watching Caglione hit balls at 118 miles an hour on one at bat, clear the right field parking lot on another, and then dent the batter's eye on the third. So um, I'm excited about what I'm going to be able to witness here baseball-wise too. So there hasn't been one, like, you know, signature moment or anything like that. It's just, you know, it's so f- everything that I wanted this to be, it, it has been. Is that fair? Might, okay. might. Uh, I'm going to end because uh, we were just talking about this off air. Um First of all, before I get into the actual question, I'll ask you a preliminary question. There are some that believe in baseball, for example, leave well enough alone. There's no clock. That's the beauty of the game. But they have passed rules. And the early indications at MLB in spring are games are going more quickly for whatever the reason. Now they're thinking about passing college football rules to speed up the game. Are you in favor of those? Yes. Yes. Tell me what. We can move more toward the NFL model with regard to if I'm off on these numbers, don't don't tweet at me or email me, but I'm I'm gonna be fairly close. Average college game, probably about hundred and eighty plays, snaps, if you will. NFL's about one fifty. They've tucked that NFL game into a nice three hour made for television time window. We've talked about that before. Um in 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 regards to player safety, number one. Um, we can reduce the number of snaps that kids, players, are exposed to. That's number one. Number two, um, yes, we can drag college football out pretty good uh, in a really ludicrous way. So let's tighten a few things up. And if, if one of the proposed rule changes to be passed today is no more consecutive timeouts, like to ice a kicker, or maybe we don't stop the clock in college uh, when the chains move for a new first down, unless we're in the last two minutes of a half. I don't think that disrupts the fabric of the game. I think it helps. So that's why I'm, those are the two reasons I'm in favor of it. Two words that you said were the ones I'm all in favor for. Player safety. Look, this report just came out this week. Remember Irv Cross? Did you see this report? Yes. Yes. So Irv passes away. The brain gets donated to this, all these studies. Irv had stage four CTE. Okay, and he's not alone. Um, and look, 
the the helmet technology, the rules, everything's changed since he's played. <laughs> Big strides have been made. No question. We can continue to do more. And if some of it is limiting exposure in this way, um, that's a lot easier to officiate than targeting or not targeting, isn't it? I mean, so if you if you take your car out and the insurance company knows that you only drive three miles to work and I drive 30 miles to work, guess who's paying more in insurance? Me. I have more exposure. So no different here in this situation. I think we can lower snaps to limit exposure. Last question for yeah. you. Um, I'm going to talk about this today um, because I don't know. I think replay and the time it takes to look at replay mm-hmm. also slows things down. That's next. Thank you. Yes. Okay. You Go ahead. That's next. Do we really need a 20-minute halftime in college football? Another thing that could easily be fixed. Yeah. Now, could. look, I don't want to upset any marching bands out there or anything else. We can do it. I promise. So um, that's just another way. So much like baseball, I know we're up against the clock. No, take time. The, the study showed from minor league baseball with regard to the pitch timer and everything else, they shaved on average 25 minutes off of games, which now puts you now that toward the two-and-a-half window. Yep. Um, if we shave 20 to 25 minutes, 30 minutes off of a college football game, now you're right at where the NFL is. It's a nice, tidy, very uh, – it moves at a good clip, and, and we can, I think we can all be good with a 30 – or excuse me, a three-hour football game. Yeah, and with yeah. the player safety thing, if you're going to expand the playoff – now, it's not going to be for every team, mm-hmm. but the teams involved in the playoff that go in a deep run, they're playing an NFL season. We, for the if they're going to play, we're talking about two teams that would play that. Whole Understand? Thing. Yes. But you're but you're you're going to add a game for more teams than normal, right? Yes. Yeah. For yes. about you're going to add an extra game for about eight to ten teams. Yeah. Yes. And and that doesn't sound like a lot, and it isn't in the scope of the number of teams. But if if it's going to be safety, right? Then I think doing the things we're talking about is in that vein too. Yes. Yes. Uh, look. Um, a change. Change is okay sometimes. I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. Um, I hate change. Um, no, this is this isn't this isn't like in college baseball where we're trying to limit how many times you can disengage from the rubber or you know this. We saw the other night too. Yes, you turn and look at a guy back at second, and then you have to throw it. Running and so throwing, I, was yeah. it was it Neely? It was probably yeah, Neely it late. Was Neely. He ran three quarters of the way to the infielder and almost handed it to him. Yes. I mean, that's what to me that is that is ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. Running the clock when we move the chains is not ridiculous. So okay. yes, I'm in favor. Appreciate you. Yep. Have, have some good calls this weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Twelve forty-five time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We'll open the phones up and. Let's talk a little sports. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Zach Panarello. Number 7 Gator Baseball begins a big weekend series at Condra Ballpark Friday night as they welcome the number 22 Miami Hurricanes to Gainesville for a three-game set. Brandon Sproat will be on the mound for the series opener as he seeks his third win of the season. This will be the Gators' first-ranked matchup of the year, and coverage begins right here tonight at 625. Men's basketball will finish their regular season on Saturday against LSU at the O'Connell Center. The Gators are looking for their second consecutive win after a road win against the Georgia Bulldogs on Tuesday. You can catch the action right here tomorrow at 530. Gymnastics will be on the road Friday night as they head to Norman to take on number one Oklahoma. 
The number two Gators are searching for their second straight win after a home win against Kentucky last Friday. The Sooners are looking to stay undefeated as they come in at 12-0. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach Panarello. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I realize the complexities of the human body and its ability to heal itself. That's orthopedic surgeon Dr. John Herzog talking about regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. It's a very well thought out process and they use it in all the professional teams around the world. Regenerative medicine uses healing agents from your own body like your blood or bone marrow highly concentrated and delivered right to the achy joint. By putting it in the spot where it can't normally get to you can facilitate healing. At QC Kinetics they are the nation's leader in this exciting field of medicine. Lasting pain relief with no drugs, no downtime, and no surgery. People are very happy to have an opportunity to get better without going through the entirety of a medical procedure. The old ways of dealing with joint pain are no longer the only ways. Learn more about regenerative options that could help you get your life back. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352 400 4550. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-932-8603 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-932-8603. That's 800-932-8603. What do you have to lose? Call 800-932-8603. Again, 800-932-8603. Everybody knows that Melden Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. But since they opened their doors in 1971, they have been the community partner of Gainesville, Ocala, and North Central Florida. Melden Law is there through all kinds of weather, with offices in Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Melden Law, we won't back down. Do you wish you could take half the week off by Wednesday? At Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, you can do just that. Every Tuesday is Martini Tuesday, where you can enjoy a handcrafted martini for 50% off. Wednesdays, get half off any bottle of wine up to $75. And if you make it through the whole week, we have the best brunch buffet and bottomless mimosas and Bloody Marys in town every Saturday and Sunday. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, part restaurant, part museum, all good times in the heart of Gator Nation. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. 
From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. You're in the midst of all this gymnastics and softball and baseball and basketball. Gator football spring practice starts tomorrow. Yeah, orange and blue game a little more than a month away. All right, let's talk some sports. Let's have a good end of the week. 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. David, you're first. How are you? Hey, man, I'm doing good. How you doing, Steve? I'm okay. That's good. That's good. I hope you get better than okay by the end of the week. Oh, I'm. when I say okay, that's a good thing. <laughs> there we go. Uh, well, I got a couple NFL draft questions for you. Okay. And um, one of them I just want to get your opinion on on your jet. Like, who do you – what position are you thinking they're going to be looking at? What What is your prognosis on what they might be up to? Well – you know, it's funny. When everybody does these mock drafts, it amuses me because they change like 75 times before <laughs> the actual draft. So when you ask that question, it's almost like, okay, what do you think today? Because tomorrow I'll have a different answer for you based on, you know, what another team might do. And I think people forget that. Part of what this is is, for example, if the Bears trade the first pick, does that then alter what other teams do? It certainly could. Um, as far as need is concerned, I think the Jets need to go for an offensive lineman, and I think that's who they'll get with their with the first round pick. Okay, um, you know, a couple of years ago when Kyle Pitts came out, and you had a you had like a run of quarterbacks at the very beginning of the draft, and everybody on like ESPN, the NFL Network, all of them said. You always go best available player over position unless that position is a quarterback. If you need a quarterback, you kind of got to get a quarterback. And um, I think that's kind of why, you know, I I hear a lot of Gator fans that are just almost borderline angry that Anthony Richardson is projected to go in the first round. I think it's because they, they don't like the fact that if he's that talented, why did we only win six games? Correct. And, and my thing is, well, when you score over 30 points in a game, you should expect to win it. And you scored over 30 points in six of your five, or five of your six losses. So I can't, I mean, if he's putting up over 30 points, sometimes it might be something other than the quarterback. Just saying. Well, and but here, I don't get. Here's the other thing. I, I agree with your, I just said this earlier, David. I don't know if you were listening, but I said very much the same thing. Anybody that doesn't wish him success because of what he didn't do at Florida is just it's just short-sighted because if he if he gets drafted in the first round and does well and he's from Florida how does that hurt it doesn't it doesn't exactly and and that's the thing is they said that he might go as a top 10 pick because pure athletic uh, athleticism he is a top 10 athlete in the draft Yes. No. It's like you might you might put him in a Taysom Hill role, or he might play a Debo Samuel type role for you until he's ready to be a quarterback. 
Well, well see, then, the but then, see, I would, I would disagree with you there. You're not going to spend a pick that high to, I mean, you have to do one of two things with him. Either you sit him for a year, and to your point, do you put him in for some gadget plays or, you know, certain things, packages for him, perhaps, but I don't know that you put him in a Debo Samuel role because then you get hurt. You see where I'm going? I, I think either he's going to be a package guy where he'll sit most of the time, or if you're going to a bad team and you think he's your guy and you think he should start right away, then you put him in the fire. Exactly. And then my other thing about the draft, though, and this is like I'm a Steelers fan, and so like we always draft, except for the past two years it seems like, because we got Najee and then Pickett. We always end up drafting some weird no-name player out of some school that just – and then they always end up working out. Mine is Artie, um, Artie Byrne, I think was his name, uh, from Miami. They always end up working out, basically. And it's weird that that's what we do. But we, we never get the hot name as a Steelers team. Well, we part don't. of that is because the Steelers have been good and they haven't picked, you know, number one or number two. But where they've really fallen off, in my opinion – is on the offensive line. They couldn't run a lick. So well, then, I, you know, half of the line is is pretty decent. It's the other half that you got to win. Well, okay, but to my point, I'd be stunned if they don't pick an offensive lineman in the first round. Stunned. Yeah. They'll either they'll either get an offensive lineman or a cornerback. And the reason, the only reason cornerback creeps up there is not they do need one, but it's also because Joey Porter Jr. is the number one cornerback in the draft and. So everybody's talking about a legacy pick. But I brought all that up to say, you know, these guys analyze these players and they give them their grades. And you can tell that they're looking a lot at, like, physical, like what they look like physically and potential athletically a lot more than necessarily their game film because Grayvon Dexter graded out lower than Brenton Cox did. Now, they do play two different types of positions. But we can sit. Nobody's going to sit here and argue that Gravon was more of an impact on that team, regardless of position, than Britton Cox was. And so when you see something like that, and you see them grade out like certain players above others, when you as a fan base watch somebody all year and you saw who was the better player of the two, you're, you're telling me Cox was the better player? That's what the NFL says. They have him graded as a six. They have Gravon at a. 5.75. Well, again, different positions, and if you want to go down this route, right, Dexter wowed at the combine in terms of some of his numbers, you know, athletically. Yep. So, all right, David, I appreciate your call. Thank you. Well, again, different position, right? What did we see with Brenton Cox? A spectacular play followed by plays off. He would freelance. One of the reasons why he didn't stay because of that. Okay, but the NFL, to some extent, looks at potential. Hey, I, if I get this guy, I can fix him. I can make him a player. And and look, it's hard to 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 resist a physical specimen that runs this or lifts that or. But in the end, you're playing football. And I and I don't understand, and. I talked to an assistant GM last week, the only one I know, and I asked him that question. And I said, 
give me a percentage on what you do in terms of game film to evaluate a, or, or in terms of you know eyeball test. He said our organization does both, which you should do, but he said sometimes you can get fooled by looking at a guy and going, I can fix him, I can make it because of his physical ability, and then doesn't work out. But that's what those guys get paid big money for, right? That's why some teams are successful because they draft well, other teams don't. That's our first hour. Our thanks to the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, for being here. Plenty of time to talk to you in hour number two. There's a lot to talk about today. Let's talk some sports to end the week. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Here's a story I've heard too many times. You need your car looked at, so you take it to the dealership or some chain store, and guess what? They're backed up, understaffed, and woefully unorganized. You just know if you leave your car there, it'll be days before you see it again. You don't need that kind of mess in your life. Dave Mays Automotive is fully staffed. They have five ASE certified mechanics on hand. There's no wait time, and they'll even give you a loaner car if you need it. Now, that's service, and that's why I and so many others have been trusting Dave Mays Automotive since 1975. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive. They get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. Mike Lester, as the founder of Talon Wealth, you are a fee-only fiduciary financial advisor, and you always have a glass-half-full perspective. But the economic news is discouraging a lot of us. Certainly, I think it's going to be tough. We're going to have a retraction in the economy. That's natural. Things aren't always good. They aren't always bad. But there are far too many advisors telling people to hang in there. There are far too many advisors using scare tactics Mm -hmm. to sell things that, in my opinion, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. If they took the time to show you all of your other investment options, I don't think you would choose an annuity. Do a deep dive on your investments and what's likely to happen. You'll be more confident moving forward. And that's what we do in our comprehensive financial plan. And Talon is happy to do that complimentary. 352-751-3200. 352-751-3200. Or guardingyournestag.com. Talon Private Wealth LLC. Investing in stock markets involves the risk of loss. And there is no guarantee that all or any capital invested will be repaid. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Or a license number D056341. Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know 
know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. 20 years is a long time and Gators Dockside is celebrating their 20th anniversary in style on March 9th. Make plans to be at Gators Dockside in Gainesville from open to close March 9th as we roll back the prices to 2003. $4.99 10-pack of wings. Draft beer is only $1.50 and we'll answer the question, how many wings can you eat in under five minutes? You can win free wings for a year. Games, prizes, a live DJ. It's all at Gators Dockside 20th anniversary celebration March 9th. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. The final hour of the final day of the week. Welcome to Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Elliot and Daniels getting coached up to produce the program today. We thank you for listening. Lots to talk about today. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Larry says, do you know why the SEC sat down our player for another game, but the Kentucky player gets to keep playing after the altercation? It seems the Kentucky player started the whole thing, but yes, our player should have kept her cool. If you punish one, you should punish the other. No. Incorrect amundo, Larry. Uh... If, if I push a player and uh, Elliot's another player and he punches a player, who's going to get more of a penalty? So it isn't like you, put, you punish one, you punish the other. They're not equal. So sometimes th- that punishment is judged based upon the deed that's done. That was the reason for that. Um, baseball. That place is going to be mobbed, and it's great. And Miami's ranked, Florida's ranked, and it's interesting if you look at the pitching matchups. Miami's got a guy going tonight who's 1-1. One and one. His ERA is 11 and a half. Hadn't pitched well. Tomorrow, they got a righty going, Ligon, who's 2-0, his ERA is point six six, point six six. Sunday Rosario pitches; he has an ERA of one. So, again, on paper, pretty good. Brandon Sprout, Hurston Waldrop, Jack Caglione. Sprout is two and zero. Oh, his ERA is five. And here's the thing. He is a kid who seems to me to pitch better in big games. There's some players like that. They, Not to say they don't try in the other game, but they get jacked for big games. We saw that was probably in the last year, right? So I think uh, he will pitch better. Waldrop, 
3.27 ERA. Caglione, 2.38 ERA. Good matchup. Good matchup. Looking forward to calling the games. I got two more emails, and I got an hour to fill, and there's so much stuff to talk about today. 392-8255. We haven't had one basketball call today. There is. I mean, you might as well just just take basketball season and stuff it in the pocket. I think Florida's going to beat LSU tomorrow. They're going to go 9-9, nine and nine, and they're going to go to the NIT. And it'll be interesting if Florida does go to the NIT and they host a first-round game, how many will show up in there? 5,000? Maybe? Right? And remember this, the way this works out, that's spring break, I think. Because next week is the SEC tournament, and then the week after that is spring break. So, I mean, you're not going to probably see a lot of students, and I understand why. That, that's, not, that's just the way the calendar falls. Uh, Bill, looking forward to having the Gator softball team play again after taking it on the chin uh, what's the thing you think they need, they need to improve? Pitching. Look, they mash the ball. They're much like Florida's baseball team. They're, th- that offense on both teams so far, great. I think the pitching, it's very similar. I think the pitching's been up and down. So if that gets straightened out, I mean, look, they're not gonna they're not going to hit the way they are now because you're going to be playing – SEC teams. But it doesn't mean they won't be a good offensive team. I think both teams are still going to be really, really good offensively. All right. Who do we have here? Tony? Okay. Tony, hello. Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something I think is a little ironic. If, um, if we lose tonight, we, we come in 10th in, in the SEC – and if we happen to win our first game, second game's against Alabama. Right, where the bracket is, yes. Yeah, if we're eighth, um, we win tonight, and there's two two other losses, uh, which looks likely. Um, uh, we play uh, – we, we well, our, if we come in eighth, we play Alabama the second game. If we if we uh, come in tenth, we play Texas A&M in, in uh, the second game, which I – you know – I'm always hopeful, but I'd rather play Texas A&M than, than Alabama in the second game. Yeah, but here's the thing, too, I think. N- not that Alabama doesn't have motivation, but think about this. If they win their – they've already won the SEC. If they win their last regular season game, if they go into that tournament and they lose the first game – is that going to really affect their standing? Probably not. So my question would be, in that case, how motivated would Alabama be? You know, what's the chi- They play really well with chips on their shoulders. Would they have that chip? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they'd also get time off to, uh, to practice. Uh, a little more practice for the uh, tournament rather than uh, going right up to the tournament and playing again. 
So you never know. Thanks for taking my call. Steve. Yes, sir, Tony. Thank you. Byron, hello. Hey, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. Happy afternoon, afternoon to you. Steve, uh, real quick, uh, just uh, good luck to the Gator basketball team. Always supporting you guys. Hope you do it, man. Uh, Castleton, ain't no, you know, Steve, it's easy. Thing. Castleton was a very important part, and he was having a great year in my eyes. I'm a big man person, and uh, I think Purdue got a big man. I heard somebody on your show, not your show, but at radio station earlier, comment about this guy who's a big, great big man, which you don't see in college or pros anymore. And last, Steve, you know, we always give a shout out to people with sports. I'm out here at the Gator Nationals or whatever they're having now. And uh, it's a small fee to get in, but some great racing, a little windy. But, guys, if you really want to enjoy some good stock car racing and drag strip, they're qualifying for something. It's great to be out there, Steve. And uh, go shout us out to the Gator Nationals. Go Gators! All right. Thank you very much, Byron. Um, here is an interesting email. And I want to build on this as we continue today. Uh, Cody Joe, to your point about the lack of basketball calls, I think it's noteworthy that in less than a season's time, Golden's effectively brought the apathy back into the fan base. It's almost worse than passionately angry fans, in a way. I think it's fair to say this season was a big underachievement as multiple outlets preseason had this team pegged sweet 16 and the talent was there. Cody Joe, maybe you can, I, I, I didn't see that, but of course, having said all this, the castle and injury makes most of it a moot point now, agree, hoping for better next year. Do you agree that, in Cody Joe's words, that Golden's effectively brought the apathy back into the fan base. I don't know. I, I will say this. I agree with him. Apathy is much worse than anger. Anger is an emotion. Apathy is lack of it. And I think the worst thing you can have is an apathetic fan base that just doesn't give a damn. That's worse. I mean, with football, people call and post game show all the time, and you know, at least there's there's passion there. There's there's okay. No, I didn't say rational. I said passion. Different things, but at least there's passion. Mike says it seems like Gators softball pitching hasn't been good since the Gators pitching coach left for Oklahoma. Uh, what's your opinion? They they've not had Mike what I would consider to be a dominant arm. You know, uh, Stacy Nelson, Stephanie Brombacher type. They do have one coming next year. A big-time pitcher is coming here next year. Um, and about the other things, Mike, thank you um, for the nice things you said. Um, let's see here. Richard says... Uh, if hosting, make the NIT a free ticket with fans needing to bring a canned food item for entry. Since it may be spring break with students and families away, UF can step forward, help the community food banks. That's actually a pretty good idea. Um, not sure if they'll do it, but I, I get the idea. Um, not a bad one at all. All right. 
We'll take your calls, questions, comments. One fourteen. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Zach Penarello. Number 7 Gator Baseball begins a three-game weekend series at home against the number 22 Miami Hurricanes Friday night. The Gators are looking to rebound from a 10-8 loss at home against Jacksonville on Wednesday and are looking for their third straight weekend series sweep to start the season. Brandon Sprout will be looking for his third win in the series opener. Coverage begins right here tonight at 625. Men's basketball will finish their regular season at home against LSU Saturday. The Gators look to keep their momentum rolling after a road win against Georgia Tuesday, while the Tigers are looking to bounce back from a loss to Missouri on Wednesday. You can catch the action right here tomorrow at 530. Softball will be in Birmingham this weekend as they get set for a three-game series against UAB. The Gators are looking to bounce back from losing both ends of a doubleheader against Oregon and Cal State Fullerton last weekend. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach Panarello. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. The Cousins family. They've run the business for 40-plus years. Since opening their doors, they've done one thing, and they've done it really well. They give you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle. The best in late-model, low-mileage vehicles. Great variety Great selection, great price points of vehicles. They want to give you the widest selection, the widest choice you can make so that you can purchase the vehicle you want at the price you want to pay. You can also go online, secars.com, check out the vehicles there for yourself, or go to Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville and check out the vehicles for yourself, test drive them, and their sales staff always there to answer any questions you might have. And you know what to do. When you go see them, tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Hey, guys. I'm David Spade. Applause. I'm Dana Carvey. Are we the host of something? Oh, Fly on the Wall. Mm-hmm. Now, Dana, and I would never say this, one of Apple, Spotify, <laughs> and Amazon's top podcasts of 2022. <laughs> I'm just reading that. I would never say that. We both got our break on a little thing called Saturday Night Live. Each week, we sit down with friends of the show and share stories and BS about the good old days of SNL. You can find Fly on the Wall, a presentation of Cadence 13 on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Get ready for International Diamond Center's largest bridal event ever with a head-to-head matchup of the nation's two most acclaimed ring designers, Takori and Viraggio. It's next weekend, March 3rd, 4th, and 5th. For the first time ever, IDC's flying in the entire collections from these iconic designers. All the newest creations with special cash incentives and long-term zero-interest financing. There has never been a better time to get the ring of your dreams. These are the best of the best in stunning handcrafted bridal jewelry. Takori from California with its signature crescent design. And Viraggio from New York with its distinctive, unique look unlike any other. Compare these spectacular rings side by side. And if you buy the ring and the matching band during this event, IDC will give you $1,500 towards your purchase. Plus, we're opening up the vault with thousands of GIA and Forevermark diamonds to choose from. And exceptional prices for this three-day buying opportunity. Don't miss the two most sought-after designers, Takori and Viraggio, coming together on the IDC stage for three incredible days. March 3rd through 5th. With special incentives and zero-interest financing. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. The big screen. big screen, the atmospheric lighting, the unbelievable sound. There's only one place you could be. Uh, 
yeah. Um, at my house? Oh, yes. Very nice. Get the home theater you have always dreamed of. Electronics World in Gainesville. Visit electronicsworld.net for more information. We all have our destinations that we want to get to eventually, but no one said that journey had to be boring. That's why Radiant Credit Union wants to put you in the new car, truck, or SUV of your dreams to make that journey one to remember. And with rates as low as 4.99% APR for 48 months, we can help you save while you're on your way. Visit RadiantCU.org slash destination and get started today. Radiant Credit Union. Define your financial future. APR equals annual percentage rate. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Maria Youngblood, an attorney at Meldon Law and graduate from the University of Florida. Everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, but since we first opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner of Gainesville and North Central Florida. Meldon Law is there through all kinds of weather with offices in Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Learn more at MeldonLaw.com. Again, that's MeldonLaw.com. Meldon Law, we won't back down. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator Head Football Coach Billy Napier. You're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. I don't know why I retain. I guess I did my oldie show for so many years. That group, Steppenwolf, John Kay is the lead guy. His real name is something like Wallachin Kralodot. He's a Czech or he's a Serbian or something, and he anglicized his name to become John Kay. Useless, but, hey, still fun. All right, let's get Tony here. Hi, Tony. Hey, Steve. What's up, buddy? Your hey. Tonys are checking in, man. Yeah. Um, listen, there's half-glass fool people. And then there's Sean Kelly, Steve. Well, I mean, in fairness, he's paid to be that. But, yes. But but you know what? I don't think he really does that with that in mind. I, I think he's really sincere in what he says. And, and I see, I mean, I, as you heard me say, I have a little more concern than he has. But, but again, I think it is a small sample size. So, you know, now we start to see. You know, when you start playing, and Florida Atlantic's a good team. So Florida's going to play five games here, you know, against some pretty good competition. So we'll see. Yeah, man, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Steve, follow me here, man. If the Gators get three first-round draft picks, which there's a distinct possibility, right? Javon killed it in the time. Yesterday you got AR and you got Osiris Torrance. Okay. What do you think the perception will be of the program of Billy Napier in an odd way, don't you think that will be used in recruiting against Florida, that we had so much talent on our team and yet we had a losing season? I think it depends on how you twist it, Tony, how you manipulate it, right? 
because <clears throat> you can make that go a lot of different ways. If you want to be positive about it, hey, three first-round draft choices for Florida, pretty good. To your point, three first-round draft choices for Florida finish six and seven. They they can't coach talent. Yeah. So yes, Correct. could could you do it that way? Absolutely. If you want to twist it that way, you could. Yeah, I think they're going to have to answer to that on the recruiting trail. Steve, Major League Baseball rules, man. Mm -hmm. One rule that I don't think is being talked about a lot. I think it's going to have a huge impact on games, and especially in the playoffs where runs are at a premium, is this throwing over the first base rule. My understanding, Steve, is that during an at-bat, if there's a runner on first, let's say, that you could only throw over one time during that at-bat. If you throw over a second time to first base, you either better get the person out or the box. Is that true? No. I think I'm right in this, and maybe Elliot can look this up for me uh, or, or Daniel. I think pitchers get two disengagements per hitter, okay, which is either a pickoff or a step-off, okay? After that, it's a balk. I think I'm right in that. Okay. Because I was watching a uh, preseason game yesterday, and a guy had, had already thrown over, and the, and the runner got a monumental jump, just a huge jump, because he knew that the guy wasn't going to throw it over again. And the announcers mentioned it. Um, and you coincide that with the bigger bases, I think you're going to see stolen base numbers that we haven't seen, seen since the 80s and 90s, Steve. I think that's going to have a big impact, man. That's what they want. That That's yeah. what they want. And they want to speed the game up, right? I mean, the, the pitch yeah. timer, if you know, <clears throat> all these things, reduced game length by 25 minutes in the minor leagues. Yeah. That's what this is for. And, and it's having an impact in the uh, pre-season uh, pre, uh, games. Steve. It's having a big impact yes. also, from what I heard. They are. So, they, uh, they, they, they released uh, numbers from the early spring games, and they're much shorter. That's what this is designed to do. Be good. However, Steve, I'll be looking forward to hearing your call for the next couple of days. It should be fun out there. Um, hopefully the weather holds up tomorrow. I think the rain will be in the morning or something like That's that. That's what the latest I heard was going to be, yes. Now, the game's at 2 tomorrow as opposed to 4, so let's hope it gets out of here and we're, we're okay. What I don't want to see is the starting pitchers warm up, pitch an inning or two, and then they have to come in until 5 o'clock. No, I don't, I don't think they would do that. I think they would – I mean, again, if they had the flexibility to move the time of the game, I think they would do that to make sure the rain is out. But let's hope it just gets here in the morning and they can play it too. You got it, Steve. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate your call. Hey, D, how are you? Hey, what's up, Steve? Uh, you know, it's my favorite baseball series of the uh, year, man. I'm from down here. So, uh, like I, like you said, man, the, the crowd is going to be packed. It should be raucous. And, you know, let's uh, let's give it to these guys, man, because uh, Sully's pretty much owned them. Uh, his, his career here at Florida. So, let's, uh, like I said, man, let, let's let's give it to him. But, you know, Steve, I, I got to respond to that email from what's Cody Joe about the basketball. Mm -hmm. uh, look, Steve, no one – Florida was projected uh, seventh in the league. That was middle of the pack. And no one – I dare you to find me one expert that have Florida in the Sweet 16. That's, that's foolish talk. 
I, I just think, and Steve, I'm not apathetic at all. I was apathetic the last two years because I think it was, I think people had seen enough from the previous coach and his failure to get us over the top. So I think we got to give this guy time, Steve. That's the problem with this fan base. We don't give anyone time. I mean, are they gonna are they gonna get rid of the guy Villanova, Steve? I mean, he he's not unless they win the Big East tournament. He's not going. They're not going to the tournament. And that was a team that was in the Final Four last year. Yep. So, like I said, man, I just think you know Golden's got he he's got to get time to get his guys in here and, and get get his like I said get his players in here and put his style of play and implement that into into his uh into his program because the two things he says, Steve, and I'll go back to his initial press conferences. He said rebounding was an issue and three-point shooting. And I could guarantee you, I don't have the stats in front of me, Steve, I could almost guarantee you we're at the bottom or near the bottom in both categories in the conference. Yeah. I mean, he saw that. It has it has panned out that way. Not because they haven't tried, but that's the shortcoming that many thought this group would have. And I think that's, to your point, I think it's been borne out. Yep. And everybody, and, and people say apathetic, Steve, I've, I've heard people on your show before talking about Florida's a blue blood program, which is the furthest thing from the truth. So if you have to have, um, you know, giveaways or whatever to go to an NIT game, then you're really not that big of a basketball program. So, like I said, man, I'm, I'm giving this guy time. I see some things uh, this year that I like. But like I said, I think this year was a personnel issue, not a coaching issue. I, I like what he's done. I, I think yep. his team plays hard. I think we have certainly seen development in some players, you know, Richard, Kugel, et cetera. Uh, and they've remained, for the most part, competitive without their best player, who is their best player in a lot of ways, not just scoring, but rebounding, defensive presence, you know, rim protector. You lose, you're not losing one guy. You're losing four guys. I mean, you really are. Because he does all those things when he's on the floor. That's hard to I don't care who it is, that's hard to overcome. Yep, Steve, look at look at Jabari Smith from Auburn. They may not make the tournament this year. He was the number what three pick at the draft last year. So I mean you just you can't lose talent like that and expect to overcome it. So like I said, man, just be patient with the guy and I think he'll do good for us. Okay, good D. Yep, appreciate you. Thank you. Um Andrew says, Why do they bother playing NIT games at home for schools like Florida. The arena will be empty. They'll be desperate to get anybody in the seats. Isn't it solely a TV revenue game? People are apathetic because we've been spoiled. It's either championships or people are checking out. Small schools pack NIT arenas. Well, or look at Texas A&M last year, right? They went on a roll when... A lot of teams that think they should be in the NCAA tournament squawk and they go to the NIT and they fall right in their face because they think they should be in the NCAA tournament. Well, A&M embraced that and look at the run they made last year. And their fans supported that. Why? Because A&M is not a team that goes to the NCAA tournament very much. Now, this year they're going to go. Great job by Buzz Williams. But you get the point. And I do think, you know, maybe this is a topic – for another day, but I have mentioned this before about a spoiled fan base. We'll get into it a little bit. One thirty time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Bring it on. On top of the world, Ocala's premier active adult lifestyle community is unveiling 10 new decorated models on Friday, March 17th. See where the cool kids retire during our model grand opening event. 10 professionally decorated new models in Ocala's best-selling community, award-winning lifestyle, and incredible new homes from the 300,000s. On top of the world on State Road 200, six and a half miles west of I-75, or visit ontopoftheworld.com. Prices are subject to change, equal housing opportunity. The winter blues are almost behind us, and we can't wait to get out of the house and be more active. That sounds great, but your achy joints don't agree. Time to do something about that. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Stop with the steroids with a possible surgery chatter. There's a better way to get lasting relief. It's QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. This exciting approach uses healing properties from your own body, highly concentrated and then placed directly in your achy joint. It can restore and repair that damaged tissue and get you moving again without pain. Knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, hip pain. The patient satisfaction reports are incredible and no downtime. The old ways of dealing with joint pain are no longer the only ways. If they're telling you you need surgery, do yourself a favor and call QC Kinetics. Learn more about this wildly popular all-natural alternative way to get lasting pain relief with no surgery, no drugs. The call is free. The consultation is free. 352-400-4550. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Of the thousands of apps out there, one of the most interesting must be the we Croak app. The app seeks to help us find happiness by contemplating our own mortality because eventually we will all die. I'm not trying to be morbid, but do you ever think about your death? When you die, will you just blend in with the dirt? Be reincarnated? Will you be in heaven or hell? The Bible teaches that eternity is real, and when we die, we will spend eternity with God or apart from Him. You may not believe what the Bible says, but I believe it. And I can't imagine the thought of dying without being sure of my eternal destination. Can you? The key to facing death with hope is knowing the person of Jesus and trusting that you can have eternal life with Him. Do you? Will you? This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart. For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org. Let's hit the road and discover the fun and freedom of RV travel at the Ocala RV Show, Thursday, March 2nd through Sunday the 5th at the Florida Horse Park, just south of Ocala. Hundreds of 2023 RVs on display from all the area RV dealers and register to win gift cards daily. Adults $5, kids free. Thursday, buy one admission, get one free. And military and first responders get $2 off every day. Let's hit the road to fun and freedom at the Ocala RV Show at the Florida Horse Park. Raise a glass to good times at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Every Tuesday, we raise martini glasses for our Martini Tuesday, where you can enjoy 50% off select handcrafted martinis. On Wine Wednesday, we toast with 50% off on bottles of wine up to $75. And of course, don't forget to celebrate the weekend with an incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch buffet with bottomless mimosas and Bloody Marys at the hottest restaurant in Florida in the heart of Gator Nation, Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. It's seventh inning stretch time. 
the first caller right now to 352-392-8255. Scores a pair of tickets to the Innings Festival in Tampa, March 18th and 19th. Imagine Dragons, Dave Matthews Band, Weezer, and Pitbull, along with baseball legends Wade Boggs, Goose Gossage, Cecil Fielder, Ray Langford, and more. And as always, we thank you for listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A wind advisory has been issued for our area. Gusts to 40 miles an hour possible this afternoon. Partly cloudy skies with highs in the mid-80s. Tonight, increasing cloudiness as a front approaches from the west. Scattered thunderstorms expected early tomorrow morning. And a few of those thunderstorms could be strong, especially north of the I-10 corridor. On and off showers tomorrow afternoon. Highs in the upper 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now... Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. So Daniel Snyder, I didn't know that he had the authority to tell the NFL because you still have to be approved. If, if, if you're able to place a bid, is everybody cleared before they make a bid? That's what I'm curious about. Because you can make a bid, but Jeff Bezos can't. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan. And you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. I'll see Sully later on today for the entire weekend as well. Glenn emails and says, I've been at work, haven't been able to listen for a few days. What's your thoughts on basketball players, men and women, throwing punches during the game? Is it from a don't disrespect me, ridiculous mentality, or am I just disconnected? I think every one of these, Glenn, has its own thing. I mean, sometimes it's heat of the moment, uh, you know, but but look, these things aren't going to go away. They're going to happen no matter what. I mean, we've seen it in all different eras where there have been fights that break out for whatever the reason. Um, but there isn't one reason. I mean, there, there just isn't one reason you can say. Um, all right. Andrew's email earlier uh, about why play NIT games. The reason, I mean, is the NIT there to make money? Yes. Does it? That, that's what it does. And the NIT does allow schools that maybe weren't very good the year before and they aren't quite ready to make the NCAA tournament get a taste of a postseason tournament. Not a bad thing. But I understand, right, if, if your team is expected to be an NCAA tournament team and it goes to the NIT, there's going to be a letdown from the fan base. There just is. But I still think that playing in the NIT, now you don't want to play there every year. If you do and you're at a major program, your coach won't be around. That's just a fact. 
it is a consolation prize. But there are times when at certain times in a program's life, playing in that thing isn't bad. And let me get to the fan base part. Many of you, over the course of all the years we've done this show, have commented about my stance on fan bases. Okay? Fan bases have changed. There is no question in my mind. And I'm only using Florida here. Okay? But when you have won the expectation level rises that you're going to just keep doing that. When Kevin O'Sullivan came here, Florida, in baseball, had been to World Series before. Right? Joe Arnold, Florida won SEC championships before. But now, if Florida gets to a regional and doesn't get past it, it's considered a down year. Why? Because of what Sully has done in the past. Same thing with Tim Walton. So is there an expectation in those sports at this time to get to that level? Yes. Point is, baseball's been pretty good for a while. Joe Arnold's teams were good. Jack Ryan was coaching here because I did the games. Florida won an SEC championship then. Part of it is how long you've been good. And frankly, in basketball, it's been one guy. One guy. Bernard, hello. Steve, uh, I want a couple of things I want to hit on. You said one guy. Lon Kruger had some successes. Some Lon success, Kruger. yes, but not... And Norm Sloan, although the people at school doesn't want to recognize it. I mean, I used to drive around listen to the games with uh, the 3M mode, Maxwell and Montgomery. I mean, he had chances. I remember the big win at Vanderbilt when they threw on the court and, and chances hit those two free throws. Hey, but, Steve, I played basketball in high school, so I, I feel that I'm, I'm very knowledgeable to talk about this subject. Going to the NIT, if we get an offer, is a no-brainer. You get In basketball, you get better by playing. You have a young guy, this freshman from Atlanta, Cougar. I hope I pronounced it right. He's been on this streak of uh, consistency with double-figure games. The more he plays, the better he gets, and the one of the – critiques we had against Mike White is that uh, offensive stagnation and lack of player development, and I see good things in Cougar. Stephen, this last thing, I, I've been, I started to email you and tell you all answer off, but I'm going to ask you on air, uh, you've been very complimentary of Todd Golden, I believe deservedly so. I think the fan base needs to get behind him and just give him some time to get better players in, but I haven't heard the same thing from you in terms of Billy Napier. Where do you stand about him as the football coach and, and the prospects of Florida moving forward? I think with Billy, it's more of a wait and see for me because both coaches have this in common. They Not that Mike White's team was awful, but in, in Billy's case – 
he inherited a team that wasn't very good. And if you talk to anybody on that uh, in that room last year, they would tell you their first 22 weren't too bad. After that, no idea. So he inherited a team that, frankly, didn't have a lot of talent and at least passed the first 22. Mm-hmm. Now, I see in Golden some things that I like in terms of player development, willing to put fudge at a five the other day, for example. I, I like that. I don't know that I see that from Napier yet. I think it's still I, I want to see some more about what he does in terms of offensive philosophy, in terms of, okay, you handpicked your defensive coordinator, he's gone. Well, now with hopefully better talent, do we see some different things on both sides of the ball? That's what I'm waiting to see with him. So, Steve, the guy called about, I didn't know, I heard about Osiris Torrance and Atherism, that we may have a third, uh, first round. But my response would be, yeah, we it's kind of what you said about the first 22. We may have two guys get selected in the first round, and that's great in the program, but Georgia may also have four or five. So that's what we're, we're shooting for to get better players and, and like you say, more depth and, and, and just to have a team full of better football players. So I, I, I think that's one way you could you could look at it. Maybe that's the difference between maybe why Georgia may be twice as good as Florida when you have four or five guys going in the first round as compared to two players. Yep, that's it. Bernard, thank you. I appreciate your call as always. You talk about in, in basketball, Blue Bloods, Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, okay, Kansas, all right? Understand, Florida, before we changed centuries, centuries, Florida won one SEC championship. One in men's basketball. 19 89. That's it. Now, since 2000, better? Of course, right? No doubt. But I'm just trying to tell you, and we have this argument all the time, okay? Florida is a Johnny-come-lately to basketball hierarchy. They're not anywhere near the other programs I just mentioned in terms of championships won, history, all of that. They're just not. If you want to talk about the last 20 years or 25 years, okay, make an argument. I get it. But that's my point about the fan base, right? It's, I understand the last thing, who cares at this point that Florida won in 1989? No one. And it's beginning to be almost to the point of who cares about what Billy Donovan did because that's beginning to be a long way in the rearview mirror. But that's what established Florida as being legit was Billy. And again, Lon Kruger as well, you know, going to the Final Four. But they didn't win the SEC when he went there. Just whatever that's worth. 
146. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jack Alperstein. Number two ranked Gators Gymnastics has a huge matchup tonight as they compete in Norman against number one ranked Oklahoma. Florida's 9-1 coming off a senior night victory against Kentucky last Friday. After suffering a tough loss at the hands of Jacksonville on Wednesday, the Gators baseball team looks to bounce back tonight in the Condren Family Ballpark as they host the 22nd ranked Miami Hurricanes. Live coverage of the game begins right here at 6.25 p.m. Tomorrow night is senior night for the Gators men's basketball team as they host LSU in their final regular season game before the SEC tournament. Live coverage of tomorrow's regular season finale begins right here at 5.30 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jack Alperstein. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Bedtime is rough, even for Peanut. That's why people will try anything to fall asleep. Headstands before bed, even blowing bubbles. But Ashley has a trick that works every time. A new Tempur-Pedic mattress. It adapts to your body's needs to help you fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. You'll wake up feeling refreshed every day. Even Peanut agrees. So ditch the wacky bedtime rituals. Head to Ashley to take home a Tempur-Pedic today. Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. With warmer spring temperatures, hang your clothes to dry outside instead of using the dryer. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. 
What's your one thing? For 2002? If so, it might not be up to today's hurricane codes. The My Safe Florida Home Program is providing eligible homeowners with a free home wind mitigation inspection. Professional wind mitigation inspectors will inspect your home and help put together a detailed plan of home strengthening, recommendations to better mitigate against future wind damage. Go to MySafeFLHome.com to book your free wind mitigation inspection. MySafeFLHome.com. Stronger homes, safer Florida. We are your home for the NCAA basketball tournament and the Final Four. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. I want to give Cody Joe he clap back a little bit, and he said, because uh, before people had some, I think it was D that said that Florida wasn't picked to be in the NCAA tournament, he said college basketball almanac and field of 68 pegged Florida as Sweet 16, CBS had round of 32. Some had first round out. Uh, I would say this. Most didn't have them in the NCAA tournament. Some did. Uh, so there you go. Uh, also, Adrian says, uh, who should I look for is the one player in Miami's lineup the Gators can't let beat them. They hit over 300 as a team, but I love Morales. I think he's a really good player. He's hitting over 400. He's got, I think, four homers. He can steal a base. Uh, that's the guy. I mean, I, that I think can't let Florida can't let beat him. But there's a couple of other guys in the lineup too, Levinson, who are having terrific starts. Uh, Mark, hello. Hey, Steve. How are you doing? Good. Um, I just want to compliment you on your uh, calling of baseballs with you and your partners, Castaldo and. Uh, the guy tonight, I assume, who's apparently fixated on people's height. Um, but, uh, and I just want to let you know that uh, I really don't like the new baseball rules because one of my favorite things is listening to a baseball game while I'm working on a computer for three and a half hours, and it's just absolutely amazing. Um, and so you guys do a great job. Well, I appreciate um, that. And I'll tell Eric and Jeff that too. It's uh, I, I really enjoy doing games. I enjoy working with them, and, and I appreciate the, the thought. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I just want to ask you a really stupid baseball question, though. Um, I don't know much about the rules, so I do know that umpires will call a game if there's rain. I don't know if you were uh, able to look at the trees uh, outside a studio at this point. <laughs> yeah. But um, we have, we're, we're, we're projected to have, like, 40-mile-an-hour gusts. Will they call a game because of too much wind? Uh if it were hurricane wind, not hurricane, but you know, obviously we wouldn't even be. Uh, yeah, no, but, the answer is no. Yeah, and no. I'll tell you why okay. I say that, because they could have called the game in Jacksonville the other night. Right, that okay. I have rarely seen a college game where outfielders simply had trouble catching the ball because really? of the wind. Okay. Oh, it was awful. And in Jacksonville, yeah. they have a very high fence, so it's very difficult to get balls out because of that. But I mean, there were there were two balls that outfielders just misplayed because of the way the wind was. Now, the good news is the wind's supposed to start dying down around 6 o'clock. Okay, so, so hopefully it won't be as bad. But, yeah, it's been whistling today, no, no question. Yeah. 
No, because I mean, even over from the start of this season, I've you know you you and uh, your your co-hosts have been commenting pretty frequently at the at our ballpark here um, that you know there's wind weird wind pat- patterns they're going left they're going right they're changing and stuff like that. So uh, it should be interesting to see what happens tonight. Yeah, and if it's blowing out, that's bad for pitchers. <laughs> no All right. Thank you, Mark. It's good for high score games. Right? Yeah, yes, it is. Very much so. Thank you for your call. Uh, Ron says something must be in the water. Whiners and complainers out in force. Wonder how many of these folks are Gator boosters and or season ticket holders. I'm both for 51 years. Let's let coaches do their jobs. Time will determine how qualified they are. Uh, great job on baseball calls with Jeff. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah. Ron, look, I, I, I don't think I'm saying anything here that's not happening across the country. Social media has changed a lot of things, some for the good, some for the bad. And now, I mean, not just shows like this, you can go online right now and vent and rip any coach you want, rip any player you want. I think as a society – we have less patience with most everything, okay? And that goes with coaches, right? Part of it, part of it is the money they're earning. I mean, I don't care what job you're in, right? If you're making money, you, you, the, the, either your boss or the stockholder, they, you, you should, you're supposed to be earning your money. Well, you earn your money in sports by winning. Now, what level, how much is acceptable, I think that all depends on where you're from. If you're at Duke or Kansas in basketball and you don't make the NCAA tournament, like, like Kentucky last year, right? If that happened two years in a row, Kentucky might secede from the union. I mean, you, that just doesn't happen there, right? So a lot of that is relative. Uh, okay, two more emails here. Harry uh, says, uh, again, uh, enjoys the call of the games. Thank you, Harry, for that. His question, uh, the Gators are off to a torrid start offensively. Do you see them keeping this up? No, I don't. With an asterisk. When you start playing in the SEC, pitching's better, right? So I think the hitting will naturally go down. But do I think Florida will continue to be a good offensive team? Yes, I do. Not the numbers we're seeing now, perhaps, but I think Florida, with its lineup, you know, for example, look what Cade Curlin's done. Sully was high on him from the get-go, and he beat out a veteran player in Derek Fabian, who Fabian's not playing now, right? Look what he's done offensively. Does he keep that up? When the SEC starts, don't know. Josh Rivera has been a revelation. I mean, he's him coming back. I mean, he's hitting fourth. When I saw that opening, it was like fourth. Well, look at his numbers. And you know, in the SEC, Nick Belmont said this yesterday when he was here. He's right. When you have a veteran guy who knows the league and knows the ropes playing shortstop for you, that's a plus. We'll see. But, yeah, I do think they're going to be a good offensive team, but maybe not to the gaudy numbers they're at now. And then Scott uh, is the final emailer. Uh, 
He says, Gator fans, and I'm one, patience, patience, patience. I get it. New coach, expectations high, other schools making uh, real, real inroads, i.e. Tennessee with their football coach and getting successful quickly. Let's also see, and he makes a great point here, let's also see what the new alignment is going to be in the SEC in football. That will really help determine, you know, what success or failure schools might have. I agree. And that's going to... That will happen, in my opinion, in this spring. When, when they meet in Destin at the SEC spring meetings, I would be stunned if they don't come out with that. They're, they're working on that right now. And maybe they already have it. Because Saban's already come out and said, I'm not happy with what I'm hearing. And he was hearing Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee. So, I, I, again, I, I, would, I don't bet farms much, but I'd bet one that they would have that done and released by the time their meetings in Destin are over. That's our show for today. Thanks to the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, for being here. Thanks to Elliot and Daniel for producing it. And thanks to you, most importantly, for being part of it. Always appreciate it when you join us here for Sports Scene. Enjoy the Gator baseball calls this weekend and all the Gator sports going on. We'll talk about it all on Monday. I'm Steve Russell. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. South, it's always college football season, and the king of college football reigns supreme all year long. Southern Sports Today proudly presents the Chuck Oliver Show. It's an inside look at everything college football. Now live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. We're likely two weeks away from every record in every sport becoming meaningless. Chuck Oliver Show on a Friday. All week, all year, it's all college football. It's going to be college sports today. I'm going to start with just a little off-ramp into, I guess the the details are college basketball, but it's just a bigger picture about where we are. I said that uh, two weeks away from, at least I believe, Two weeks away from every record in every sport, it just won't, it's not going to mean anything anymore. And that has been a slow chipping away that now all of a sudden got to an accelerated chipping away. When I'll say a guy like Barry Bonds can pass a guy like Hank Aaron by taking the steps that Barry Bonds did. And I'm not saying that he wore batting gloves and Hank Aaron didn't. By the way, did you know that? Hank Aaron didn't wear batting gloves. Uh, so. Yeah, there were other advantages. And so when a guy like that can break a record like that in the means that he did, you kind of step back and go, eh, well, maybe the records don't mean so much anymore. And when you simply add more 
to everything in sports. Well, the cumulative numbers, the raw actual numbers, okay, they start to fall. The Miami Dolphins were the first team in NFL history to win 14 regular season games. Guess what? A lot of teams won 14 regular season games since then. Do you know why? Play a lot more games every year. So whenever you start adding more, then you really lose the percep- any sort of perception, any sort of active, accurate understanding of what any of the numbers mean. Forever and ever, amen, y- y- Yogi Berra and Mickey Mantle held any sort of cumulative total record for World Series postseason uh, numbers in Major League Baseball. Then they both had retired, and Major League Baseball added the playoffs. Then they had the wild card, and now, like, a bunch of teams make the playoffs every year. And you can play three playoff rounds. Then you have World Series. So you see, like, David Justice is ahead. You're like, David Justice is ahead of Yogi Berra? And David Justice is a really good ball player for a long time. Wasn't better than Mickey Mantle and Yogi Berra. So that's kind of the backdrop for what started happening when we just started adding. I mean, all of us in every sport just started adding more. Well, when I say that we're two weeks away from really every record and every sport, every sport, it just it, it won't even be worth our time anymore. That's just half of it because what also will happen is what seems like a really great young man. Uh, he's going to get a lot of attention he did not ask for. And I hope he stops getting it, but I don't think that's going to happen. If you don't know what's happening, uh, there's a kid, Antoine Davis, I believe. Mike Davis' son, Mike Davis, former Indiana, UAB, et cetera. Well, he's the head coach at Detroit Mercy. And for the past five seasons, his son, Antoine, I believe that's how you say his name, has played a bunch and he got five full seasons because 20 didn't count, and he is in a bucket with a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of other student athletes. And so there's nothing untoward about that. He was made an offer. He responded with, sure, good for him. I don't know, maybe he stayed long enough to graduate. It took me five years and a quarter to graduate, so maybe that was him too. Maybe he, he completed a graduate degree. Maybe he's closer to a graduate degree than he would be otherwise. I don't know. I don't know anything about his transcripts. I know about his basketball career. And I can tell you that his past five full seasons at Detroit Mercy, he has been a consistently great player over a freakishly long time. And Detroit Mercy's season ended last night in their conference tournament. And they finished the year with a 14-18 and record, I believe. 